Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. One of the most difficult things Christians are asked to do in the Bible is to pray for their enemies. How do you pray for someone who's hurting you, hating you, and making your life miserable? Well, Pastor J.D. encourages you to just give it a try. The more you pray for someone, the more your heart softens to them. Start today. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 5th, 2021. Many antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour. If you'll kindly allow me to, I'd like to share with you reasons as to why there is absolutely no doubt that we are literally in the last hour as we know it. You'll forgive me for the bluntness with which I say this, but the evil satanic plan to destroy man is not only afoot and gaining much in the way of traction, but it is swiftly reaching its intended end. I'll begin with what's being dubbed the Spartacus letter that a number of people sent me last week. We've included a link to the 48-page PDF file. You can download it. It's on our website. I would encourage you to read it. Don't be discouraged when you do. Uh, The writer obviously, clearly, has a firm grasp on medical terminology. It's very technical. And it's obviously written by somebody who knows what he's talking about. So what I did was prayerfully and carefully as I read through it and then reread it and just prayed and asked the Lord to give me wisdom and discernment from above to know what to share with you from this. So what follows are excerpts in no particular order from this must-read letter. Here's the first one. If this evil plan is allowed to continue, it will spell the end of humanity as we know it. By the way, nowhere in this letter is there any indication that the writer is a professing Christian. Here's another one. And this comes on the heels of a very detailed explanation of the current technology available, some of which we've talked about in prior updates. 
quote, If the vaccine is a method to surreptitiously introduce an injectable BCI, which is a brain-computer interface, into millions of people without their knowledge or consent, then what we are witnessing is the rise of a tyrannical regime unlike anything ever seen before on the face of this planet, one that fully intends to strip every man, woman, and child of our free will. Parenthetically, let me say that this comports with Bible prophecy, specifically in the book of Daniel chapter 2, concerning the final kingdom on earth. Daniel writes, like none of the kingdoms before it, nor after it, iron mixed with clay. Here's the next one. The vaccines for COVID-19 are not sterilizing and do not prevent infection or transmission. They are leaky vaccines. This means they remove the evolutionary pressure on the virus to become less lethal. It also means that the vaccinated are perfect carriers. In other words, those who are vaccinated are a threat to the unvaccinated, not the other way around. Here's another quote, and I think I might have mentioned this in passing last week. This is a quote. Make no mistake. Intubation will kill people who have COVID-19. Here's another one. Gain of function, gain of threat research, aka dual use research of concern, or DURC, D-U-R-C, is bioweapon research by another friendlier sounding name, simply to avoid the taboo of calling it what it actually is. It has always been bioweapon research. Last quote. It's an excuse to coerce people into accepting an injected poison, which may be a depopulation agent, a mind control pacification agent in the form of injectable smart dust, or both in one. They believe they can get away with this by weaponizing the social stigma of vaccine refusal. The aim now is to exert total, full-spectrum physical, mental, and financial control over humanity before we realize just how badly 
we've been extorted. Might I add that this letter in its entirety is almost verbatim what we're told in Bible prophecy will happen at the time of the end. The second one is a video of a Dr. Pierre Gilbert, 26 years ago, back in the year 1995, and it further reinforces this aforementioned letter. And this is a quote. In the biological destruction there are the organized tempests on the magnetic fields. What will follow is a contamination of the bloodstreams of mankind, creating intentional infections. This will be enforced via laws that will make vaccination mandatory. 26 years ago, still quoting, and these vaccines will make it possible to control people. The vaccines will have liquid crystals that will become hosted in the brain cells, which will become micro-receivers of electromagnetic fields where waves of very low frequencies will be sent. And through these low frequency waves, people will be unable to think. You'll be turned into a zombie. Don't think of this as a hypothesis. This has been done. Close quote. The third is another video. This one is one hour and seven minutes in length, and it is from Israel. The title of it is The Testimonies Project, the movie. It's in Hebrew with English subtitles and has harrowing testimonies from people who are experiencing adverse events and even death as a result of the jab. While I would recommend you view it, I do have to warn you that it is heartbreaking to watch. I had to walk away from it more than once. The reason I even mention this is because one would be hard-pressed to hear any of these reports coming from Israel and not be alarmed knowing the prophetic significance of Israel. If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, it is suspect at best, is it not? That Israel would be the one nation to be the recipients of the most vaccination? Dare I say, and really I've been saying this for quite some time now, what we're witnessing today 
while eerily similar to the Holocaust, is now on a global scale in this, the last hour of human history as we know it. But God. This is meant for evil. But God means this for good, for the salvation of many this day. And ultimately, in the end, God always has the final word, as one so aptly said it. God rules over all and overrules all. This might be the Holy Spirit prompting me to say this. It's not in my notes, but maybe for somebody today. Psalm 73. Easy way to remember. 37, 73. In your time, in God's Word, I would really encourage you to spend some time in Psalm 73. And here's why, by the way. The psalmist is having, I mean to say a crisis of faith would be an understatement in all respects. I mean, it's so bad that he doesn't even want to talk to his brethren because he's afraid that he'll stumble them. What's going on? Oh, he's like looking around at how evil seems to be prospering with impunity. And God seems to be silent, doing nothing about it. Everything the evil and the wicked do prospers. And then he even says, it's like I've cleansed my hands and purified my heart and my life in vain. My life is riddled with nothing but adversity and hardship and difficulty. And I'm looking at my neighbor, and he's prospering. What's up with that, God? Doesn't make any sense. Why are you letting them get away with it? That's why I like Psalm 37, because David is very careful with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to let us know that, oh, God's not letting them get away with it. He's, he's actually, he's kind of laughing like, <laughs> just wait, you'll see. You're not going to get away with it. And the psalmist, at the end of Psalm 73, he finally comes to his senses. And you know what it took for him to come to his senses? He went into the sanctuary of the Lord. That's a good thing to do. Find sanctuary with the Lord. And he said, when I entered the sanctuary of the Lord, I saw their end. And it's almost like he, he went from being angry with them to now feeling sorry for them. Because in the end, God's going to have the final word. And I think maybe 
And maybe I just, I'll speak for myself. This is me. I'm just as prone as the next guy to get angry, hot under the collar, heated, yell at the TV. I don't do that anymore, by the way. I'm walking in victory in that area. <laughs> Took my daughter out of the mouth of babes, right? She, she starts yelling at the TV, and I thought, what have I done to my daughter? So I, I stopped in that moment. And <laughs> I don't yell at the, doesn't mean I still don't get angry. Maybe this is the Holy Spirit as well. I'm just going to share it. Maybe it's for somebody that needs to hear this. Do you know why it is that Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 is recorded for us? He says, pray for your enemies and those who speak evil of you and despitefully use you. Pray for them. How's that working out for you? <laughs> no, I, I've tried. And at first it's, it's, it's really bumpy. But as you begin to pray for them, your heart changes toward them. And that's the whole point. Because you cannot stay angry with or become bitter against someone for whom you are praying. Not for very long you can't. Because once you start praying for them, you have a vested interest in God blessing them and answering your prayer for them. You know that proverb that says, heap burning coals on your... When I was a young believer, I thought, yeah, burn them, man. Burning coals. It's not what it means. Nice try. In that day, if your neighbor, because you had to have burning coals to heat and warm and cook, and if that fire went out, you would take your burning coals and heap them on your neighbor. Aww. <laughs> right? How about this one? The rain falls on the just and the unjust. Yes, get them, God! Wait a minute. Rain's a good thing. I mean, I've got crops that need rain. <laughs> In other words, God's good to the just and the unjust too. Oh, man, at every turn, I'm just being met with total failure in my attempt to get God to kill him. That's my prayer, right, when you start off. <laughs> so you start praying for your enemies, those who do evil, the evildoers, and all of a sudden now your heart changes towards them. Try this, by the way. You know how they say, don't try this at home? No, try this at home. So the next time that person comes on the television screen, and you know who I'm talking about because they just came to mind when I said that, and you wince like, Grr. I know this is over the top, out of the box. But have you ever just thought about praying for their salvation? You know, they should have a, a warning on, you know, a warning label on that. Be, be very careful because once you start praying for them, your, your heart will change.
because they're a person for whom Jesus died too. I know this may come as a shock, but Jesus loves them too. Jesus died for them too. And they need Jesus too. This brings me to a few of the but God testimonies that I'd like to share with you for the remainder of our time together today, if you don't mind. I just again hope that they'll be an encouragement to you as they have been to me. Hello, here is my but God story. In Colorado, the governor mandated the jab for health care workers. I'm a maintenance person, so fell under the order. I asked for an exemption from you and turned it in as soon as the company asked for it. I was approved with no questions in just a couple of days. I give God all the glory for this. I thank you for following the Holy Spirit and making the exemptions available. And then she says this, I pray all those at work who reviewed the exemption come to know Jesus before the end of the age. That's the right heart. That's the right heart. Thank you, family, so much for your help. Love you. Hi, Pastor J.D. I'd like to keep my name anonymous due to the fact that this letter is about my daughter who works for the federal government. She's been very anti-COVID vaccine, praise the Lord. She told me one day, Mom, something is just not right about the vaccine. I was thinking, really? LOL. (laughs) And I'm not taking it, and the more they push, the more I'm going to push back. I had been encouraging her to watch your prophecy updates and directed her to your website to request a religious exemption letter, in which she did. And I thank you so much for your willingness to do that for so many people. She said that she has shared it with co-workers who are doing the same. She asked me how to become a member. I said, um, watch the videos. She goes on, one of her co-workers wrote an 11-page memorandum for a religious reasonable accommodation, and he didn't leave a stone unturned. He covered it all and backed everything with Scripture. It was very impressive. God is working powerfully on behalf of His children, working for the federal government. My daughter informed me yesterday she has joined a class action lawsuit over this illegal vaccine mandate, and so far, get this, there are over 2,500 Department of Homeland Security employees signed on to fight for all the federal employees. So, yeah, praise the Lord. I just wanted to write to you and your church to give you a peek into some happenings in Washington, D.C. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. 
Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.